Good morning and welcome to Ask the Expert. Um, today you have me, Helen McGilvery, from Compass Therapy, and I'm speaking to you from Edinburgh today. Um, I'm very excited to be here, and yes, I'm a little bit nervous, um, but hey, that's okay. Um, Ask, Ask the Expert is a daily series from 8.30 to 9 to help small businesses. Please join in, ask any questions in the comments or on hashtag QBATE on Twitter. If you need any more advice, you can join the official Inuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook, where accountants and business experts are on hand to help you 24-7. QuickBooks also have a dedicated COVID-19 information site. Just go to the QuickBooks website, scroll down a little bit and click on the big learn more button, which is under the header, support for you and your business during COVID. So before we get into questions, I thought it would be helpful just to give you a little introduction to myself so you know who your expert is today. Um, as I've said, my name is Helen and I have a company called um, Compass Therapy here in Edinburgh. I'm a psychological therapist, but my journey into this line of work began many years ago when I um, trained as a nurse back with Florence Nightingale. <laughs> Not quite, but it feels like that sometimes. I trained as a general nurse, so I worked, um, when I qualified, I worked in um, critical care settings, so intensive care, liver transplant. Um, I did that for about 10 years. But I quickly learned, or say 10 years, that's not very quick at all. I love just talking to people. Um, so intensive care, people generally aren't able to talk. Um, so that then led me to do some counselling courses. And then I went back to university and graduated with a degree in mental health and nursing. Um, so that was interesting. I've had a very varied nursing career, um, although I often think I just did nursing. I did lots of different things within that. Um, when I started nursing, it was very much in the midst of the HIV and AIDS epidemic, which in Edinburgh was, it was known as the AIDS capital of Europe, I think, which doesn't sound very nice, but it was a real issue here. So I very much remember that. And when I graduated from uni, I left the NHS just for a short spell to work in a drug crisis centre, which was really, it was great. I mean, it was heartbreaking, but also really good. Um, we did things like opiate detoxification and a lot of harm reduction stuff, handing out needles to very vulnerable people. Um, it was really interesting. And then I worked in community HIV services, helping people kind of get back to normal lives and just become adapted to living with HIV, which obviously has changed so much since that time, if you think back to those scary adverts. I then went back into the NHS and worked as a community psychiatric nurse. I worked in various GPs surgeries throughout Edinburgh mainly with addictions and then I was lucky enough to get a place on a postgraduate cognitive behavioural therapy course which was a fantastic learning experience as we, we were taught by 
some of the best teachers I think I've ever experienced. So I feel very privileged to have done that. Um, and then when I finished that course, I still worked in the NHS as a cognitive behavioural therapist. So I've always worked with adults, um, sort of 17 plus, um, a wide range of experience in various psychological problems, addiction, eating disorders, mood disorders, so anxiety, depression, OCD, you name it. Um, so I have a lot of experience with different um, conditions. So I then had my kids and I went back to work part time. And that's when I started thinking about starting a private business. So I became accredited um, as a CBT therapist, which kind of assures your quality, I guess. And I tentatively took steps to leave the NHS. Um, it took me a long time. I'm very passionate about the NHS. I truly believe in what it does. And right now that's so relevant. But for me, it was getting quite difficult and I wanted to have a bit more flexibility. So I started Compass Therapy um, in 2016 in my head and now it's doing well as a little business. Um, so I treat people, the main bulk of my work is individual therapy, but I also go into workplaces and do workshops and training on, I've done workshops on mindfulness resilience which is great and more recently I developed a course on how to manage the menopause um, which is brilliant the psychological aspects of the menopause can be quite overwhelming for people and since lockdown I have been appointed as clinical lead for a new initiative called OK Positive which is an app that we're really excited about it's it's aimed at businesses to help users become more self-aware and to help managers talk to employees about mental health issues and, and issues of stress that arise in the workplace. So I'm so excited to be part of that team. Um, and if you want any more information, please have a look at the OK Positive website um, or feel free to contact me on, on my channels. So I thought it would be helpful today to have a bit of a theme around about the questions especially with the ease of lockdown and the slow return to work. I'd like us to think about what we're noticing in our thoughts, in our feelings, in our behaviours at this time. And how is this affecting our home and work lives? Um, so while you're thinking of questions, I thought it would be really helpful to do a very, very short mindfulness practice. This is what I would normally do with patients when they're sitting in front of me, either virtually or in the room. And that can settle us into this morning and hopefully start us off on a good foot for the rest of the day. So if you'd like to join me, I invite you to maybe sit upright on your chair um, be aware of your feet on the floor and like me um, I'm going to have my eyes closed until we end this practice um, so I invite you to close your eyes and just be aware of your feet on the floor and this exercise is about turning our attention inwards really just to get a sense of what's happening in your mind So having a look at what our minds are doing. 
maybe noticing as well any areas of tension in the body. Because often we walk around in automatic pilot, not really paying any attention to this. So maybe checking in with your shoulders or your neck or your jaw or your tongue. Or even that point between your eyebrows where we tend to hold a lot of tension without even knowing. So just noticing the thoughts as they come up in your mind. Maybe just observe how the mind jumps from thought to thought, like a monkey swinging between branches in a forest. The mind is also like a bee or a butterfly, just flitting around in quite a random manner. So the intention here is just to notice the mind. Maybe noticing where your mind is, is it in the past or the present? Or is it a way ahead in the future that we're not in yet? Is it a particular mood or emotional state happening within you right now? I'm noticing fear and anxiety. Or is there a feeling in your body? Just exploring what you notice in your body. Perhaps like me, a racing heart or tension. It's important we don't judge these experiences. Judgments where we tend to label things as good or bad or we want to get rid of them. Just notice what your mind is doing. Just observe the experiences of this moment. And just noticing now, connecting back with the room again and the environment round about you, maybe feeling the air on your skin. Maybe pushing your feet into the floor again. Maybe having a little wriggle. When you're ready, let's open our eyes. So now we can look at some of the questions for today and I'll try and answer them as best I can. Um, so Brian from Twitter in a DM. So I've always liked the idea of meditation to put my mind at ease, but never know how to start in fear of doing it wrong. Do you know any good resources where I can look more into this and how I can access them? This is a great question for the first question. Um, so, so mindfulness, like I was saying there, Brian, it sounds like you're already judging that you're going to get it wrong. There is no right or wrong in mindfulness. Mindfulness is not about um, not having thoughts. It's not about getting rid of thoughts or relaxing. Mindfulness is just about noticing. So just about observing yourself almost from the inside out. And it takes practice. That's why monks who are in Tibet for many, many years, they, they still call it mindfulness practice. It's not something that we suddenly become very skilled at. There are a myriad of resources out there um, where you can look into that. 
Um, Headspace is, a, is an app that's very, very good and very helpful and it has different courses. And as well, it's, it's only short segments. So I think the benefits of mindfulness have been proven time and time again, but it's something that you really need to practice regularly. And the more you do it, the more it becomes part of you. We call that embodiment. So um, I would suggest apps like Mindfulness, Calm, um, there's one called Buddhify, or even if you look on uh, YouTube, there are brilliant um, little clips there. And, and even you can practice it, it doesn't have to be on an app, you can just practice things like when you're in the shower, just noticing the feeling of the water, or every now and again, for me, I practice if I'm sitting in my car and I notice that my shoulders are tense up at my ears, or if I walk quickly, so, so it's just really noticing anything that's in the present moment. So thoughts, feelings, sensations in the body. But there's loads of information out there. On my Compass um, Facebook page, I sometimes post some useful resources there too. So feel free to have a look at that. So thank you for having that as a first question. That's something that really um, I'm enthusiastic about. So Jeremy from Twitter in a DM, um, the situation we're in now is new for everyone. And I like feel like people close to me and colleagues are not asking the way I'm used to, myself included. Some days are good, some days are harder. Do you have any advice on how to think? Okay, Jeremy, what I want to say is that this is a really good observation. Um, and I think people are not acting the way they should because we humans are conditioned to, our, our minds are conditioned, we've evolved to be on the constant lookout for threat. And right now in this global pandemic, there are real, real threats. You know, coronavirus is a real scary issue. So we are on our threat response mode. And when our minds are activated in this way, we can behave irrationally. We can do all sorts of weird and wonderful things. I mean, how many of us panic bought pasta and loo roll you know, our moods can be very up and down because our nervous system, even though we're, we're not, we, we say we're fine, subconsciously, you know, we're very aware that things are different right now and that can make us behave in a different way. But it is normal for, for this to happen. So you said, um, one of my patients actually last week or the week before um, talked about it's as though we're on a corona coaster. It's like a roller coaster of emotions. Some days are good and some days are bad. And I know I, I certainly have felt that. So you asked an advice on how to think. I think maybe just being aware of your thinking is, a, is all you can do. It's not about, you know, these thoughts are real, these feelings are valid. But if we notice that, then we can change how we respond to that. It's not about trying not to think like that because it's perfectly reasonable and normal to think like that. But if we are self-aware, we can change our responses and our reactions and maybe behave the way we'd want to in this situation. So if you're feeling that people are worried or concerned, I would say just ask, just talk. It, it's okay. You know, we're, we're all feeling this. And, I, and I, I don't think there's any people that would disagree with that. I, I would hope not anyway. I hope that was helpful. So Molly from Twitter in a DM, do you see any positives or negatives to patient getting therapy virtually rather than seeing you face to face? 
Well, this Molly, I'm really glad you've asked this question because when lockdown happened and we all were, I was doing therapy virtually anyway before this, so that was really helpful. But a lot of my colleagues were really worried about how this would be. But there has been um, lots of feedback and a bit of research to suggest that therapy is just as effective online. I think obviously there's sometimes IT issues and glitches, but hopefully we can work through that. Um, and I'm certainly getting very good feedback from the patients that I'm seeing that actually it's okay. And I've taken on quite a few new patients, people I've never seen before, and, and, I, and I feel it works just as well as it does in the room. So, so the short answer to that, Molly, is yes, I think there are definitely benefits we don't have to travel, it's easier, we can be more flexible. And I guess the slight negative are there's sometimes a little glitch or a little delay, but but it's fine to work through that. So so I, I think it's it's good, if not very similar to face to face. And right now it is the only option, so um so that's great. Okay, so Gloria from Facebook on Messenger. I feel that one of my staff may be experiencing anxiety issues and it's therefore affecting their performance at work. What's the best way to approach this member of staff while being sensitive to their feelings? I guess this is going to come up, isn't it, you know, as we all go back to work. I suppose I, I would encourage you, if you could, just to have an open and honest conversation with her because it might be that you reaching out to her is the thing that, A, will help her be aware of how she's behaving and, B, it, it might you might be the only person that's asked her how she's doing, so it will show that you care. So I would notice how you're feeling about asking her and why you're worried about that and I would really encourage you to take that step and to re reach out to her. It might be really helpful. I guess it's maybe just doing it in a relaxed manner and giving her a bit of space. It, you know, it may be that she's trying to stop herself being emotional. So, But it's great that you've noticed that and it really shows you care. So I would really encourage you to go with that. So Rob from Facebook Messenger Morning, Helen. I own a small business that has had to close temporarily for lockdown. I live with my wife and my two kids and I find myself getting agitated more at my wife when usually it wouldn't ever cause an argument. What can I do that would help me not get wound up over littlest things? Well, Rob, firstly, I want to say to you, you're not alone. I live here with my two kids and sometimes I'm having to take quite a few deep breaths just to not behave in a way that I don't want to behave. What I'd maybe suggest to you, Rob, is just to try and carve out some time for yourself and just to talk to, you know, rather than often we can we can react to situations before we actually realise it's happened. So maybe just speaking to your wife, maybe trying to plan your days, maybe as well, more than anything, checking in with yourself. What What is it that's triggering you? What is it that's that's making you react in such a way? Are you feeling that you've got enough space? You know, th this is hard. We're living in confined spaces for lengthy periods of time and this is not something we normally do. 
you know, you're saying that your business is had to close for lockdown. So there's a lot of, you know, as humans, we're, we're under quite a lot of pressure just now. We have a lot of real life issues going on. So, so I would encourage you just to talk to your wife. Maybe have some time. You could try maybe using mindfulness. I'm, I'm not saying that's going to make it better, but it might help you notice the sort of thoughts and feelings that are showing up for you. And just be compassionate. The fact that you're even asking this question on here suggests that you want it to be different. So, so just, just notice when it's happening and try and just step back and take time. You know, even just before you react, taking a breath or maybe even just sitting down for a moment before you react um, and not getting into blaming or judging or, or any of this stuff. And just reassuring yourself that this is tough, this is difficult and that's okay. We can't expect to be normal in this situation, whatever normal is. Okay, I hope that was helpful, Rob. So Angeline from Twitter in a DM. Hi, Helen. Great to see you back on Thank the Ex- Ask the Expert. Thank you, Angeline. With, with the more recent government announcements, we're opening up shops and households are emerging from lockdown. I feel there's been a spotlight on mental health and mindfulness during this time because of the situation we find ourselves in. Do you feel there will be a shift in mindset towards mental well-being once we are back to normality? Angeline, I really, really hope so because I'm getting a lot of mail through just now about how we're predicting lots of, you know, it's, it's hard to really comprehend when we're in it the implications this is going to have but a lot of us are facing so many issues um, and if we don't focus on mental well-being then I think the consequences will be evident. Um, This is why I'm so delighted to be part of the OK Positive um, app and really bringing that into the workplace, making, um, making mental health come shining up in the agenda of the workforce because I think we all need to be aware of the impact that this can have on us and I think we all need to really shout about it and mindfulness is something that it's not going to make it all better but I think if we all notice how we're feeling it will help us respond to behave in ways that will be helpful to us. So I guess it's it's hard for me from my perspective to say, will there be a shift in mindset? Because my, my mindset's already been there and it has been for many years, but I'm prepared to go out there and shout about it to hopefully make a difference. And that's one of the reasons why I'm sitting here today. You know, I, I struggle with public speaking. I really feel uncomfortable with it, but it's really important for us to speak about mental health and bring it into the spotlight. So thank you, Angelina, for uh, raising that. So Mia from a Twitter DM. So hi, Helen. With lockdown easing, it looks like I'll be going back to work. And to be honest, I felt very up and down over that. Do you have any advice with how I can ease anxiety during this time? Mia, this is another, these are such great questions. Um, So what I would say, Mia, is it's, absolutely understandable that you feel anxious about going back to work of course you do again just notice that and pay attention to that so the type of therapy that I do it helps people really just accept the things that they can't control 
So I guess right now we cannot control coronavirus, the way it's transmitting, the spread of it. We can't really, there's, there's not much in the bigger world that we can control, but, but we can control things like noticing our thoughts and feelings. We can control how we behave. We can take action towards minimising the risk of infection to ourselves and others by washing our hands, maintaining social distance, all of these things. And I would really encourage you, Mia, to speak to your work about your concerns because if they don't know, they can't help. And like the question before, if mental health is going to come onto the agenda, I really strongly encourage you to speak openly about it. It's okay. And it's absolutely okay not to be okay in this time. You know, I think there's an, we put an awful lot of pressure on ourselves to be our best selves and we compare ourselves to others. I think everybody's going to be feeling the same. Um, and, and I think that's okay. So, so speak to your manager. Um, just take your time and look after yourself and do everything you can to stay safe. You know, follow it. And, and as well, maybe just be aware. Don't look at social media all the time. Just be kind and compassionate to yourself going back to work and, and remind yourself it's okay not to be okay. So Jamelia from Twitter in a DM, how do you break out of a bad habit and how do you know if it's just a habit or something else underlying that makes you do certain things? This is another good question, <laughs> um, Jamelia. Thank you for that. So I guess we human beings, we like to do things. Um, we like to do things. Normally habits come about because they give us comfort or we think it stops us feeling a certain way. I would say that habits can be broken, but it takes a lot of hard work. It's hard to say in more detail without knowing what habit it is you're talking about. But I guess in order to break a habit, you have to be willing to sit with the discomfort of not doing that. Um, so there's lots of habits out there that we all that we all do. So in short, the answer is yes. And, and the underlying issue you're asking about is normally a feeling of discomfort that we don't like. But what I would say to you that if this habit is causing you discomfort anyway, is it worth breaking out of it to try and feel better? So. I guess that's for you to maybe think about a little bit more or if you want more information, please feel free to contact me after this. So Andrew from Facebook Messenger, how do you deal with really difficult personalities? I have a member of staff who rubs everyone up the wrong way, but I know they've suffered a lot of childhood abuse. As it's a personal thing, I don't want to bring up the subject too much. My opinions are to let them go or find another way, can you think of anything? Um, again, Andrew, this is really difficult, but you're not responsible for that person's behaviour. They are. And if it's causing difficulty and you're, I don't know if you're a manager or, or a member of staff, but if it's causing difficulty, then you, you have to speak up about that. So I think often we feel responsible for other people, but we're not. I guess if you're a manager, you're responsible for the whole team and not that one person. But if it's if it's been pointed out to the person and they're not making changes, then that's a difficult situation. But you know, we're all responsible for our own behaviour, regardless of what's happened to us, um, and that's a, this, the sad reality of that. 
Okay, so I think that's all the questions that have come through. And I'm going to wrap it up from here. These have been great questions. Thank you very much. So if there are any more questions, please get in touch with the Facebook and the QuickBook support team on Facebook. And if you have any more questions, feel free to find me on Facebook or Twitter at Compass Therapy. So tomorrow's Ask the Experts, Eva, who's part of the GMCG's digital team. She helps businesses maximise their efficiencies through the automation of systems and processes and also how to make the most of the data they have at their fingertips. Be sure to tune in tomorrow and ask her. Your, I hope she gets as good questions as I do. And a reminder that if you need any more advice, join the official QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook where accountants and businesses are on hand 24 7 so thank you so much for your great questions. Please be aware, notice yourself, pay attention, stay safe and stay well and be kind to yourself.